Welcome to the best works of emerging explicit romance authors. Our curators select a wide variety of tales about the lifelong human quest for satisfying, lasting, and meaningful expressions of sexual health. Steamy Stories Daily Podcast focuses primarily on short stories. Explicit Novels Daily Podcast presents longer format novels over a span of episodes. Subscribe to both Steamy Stories and Explicit Novels in your favorite podcasting app. And now, today's story. Servicing Fox Inc. Part 2 First Day of Work at Fox Incorporated By PTMC Pilot, listen to the podcast at Steamy Stories. As a brief recap, I had separated from the Navy a few weeks ago after six years in submarines. Growing bored of lounging around my parents' house, I began a job search, and to my surprise I found myself in an interview a short time later. An interview, believe it or not, that ended with my having sex with my hiring manager. My job, should I choose to accept it, was to sexually service the women of Fox Incorporated. Just based on the interview, good work if you can get it. We pick up my journal record where the Friday job interview was finishing. I stood and removed my shirt. Through lidded eyes she watched as I pushed down my pants and underwear. She smiled when my slightly longer than average cock, as accurately reported on the questionnaire, came into view. Would you please have intercourse with me now Thomas? I said, if you don't think it terribly rude, I would rather fuck you, Ms. Olson. Um, that sounds fine to me, she said with a husky voice. Placing myself at her entrance, I pushed into her in one long, languid stroke, luxuriating in the snug, warm and wet feel of her cunt. Fully sheathed, she gave me a squeeze then placed my hands on her breasts. Be rough with my nipples, I'll let you know if you go too far. I took her breasts in my hands, pressing them together even as I started to pinch her nipples. Her back arched as I did so, suggesting I was at least not going too far. I withdrew and started fucking her with long slow strokes. After a few minutes of simply enjoying the feel of her, I asked, so, how many women are we talking about? My your cock feels good, she purred, um, what was that? Oh. Yes, we currently have 45 on staff. Damn her cunt felt great as she gripped me on the way out. I reseated myself with a sudden quick stroke and she gasped. I do believe I have found a satisfactory replacement, she said as she smiled at me. My thrusting slowly became more and more forceful and urgent. She stopped moaning briefly to say, I may have forgotten to tell you something important. I heard her and didn't process it. My thrusts were now getting frantic and my partner knew quite clearly what that meant. Mr. Jeffries, when you are servicing a woman in the firm and she is wearing blue or black lipstick, you are to ejaculate in her mouth when you finish. As she said that I had that feeling you get when you know you are a few seconds from orgasm. And it finally registered she was wearing black lipstick. Better get in position then, Ms. Olson. I grunted through gritted teeth as I pulled out of her delectable cunt. She slid off the table and to her knees in front of me. Placing her hands on my ass, she took my cock in her mouth and began to bob her head as she attacked me with her tongue. Already past the point of no return I grabbed handfuls of her hair but did not pull her to me. As she sucked wildly on the head of my cock I grunted out that I was coming. Then, I teetered on the edge, that glorious edge of not quite there, 
and then I quite literally saw stars as I exploded in her mouth. I could not see how much I was coming, but it sure felt like a lot. I shot several strong bursts into her mouth, before she gave me one last suck and I collapsed back onto the chair. I grinned stupidly at her as she appeared to swish my ejaculate around in her mouth, before swallowing rather demonstrably. Grinning like the Cheshire Cat, she leaned forward and gave me a peck on the lips. Quite acceptable Mr. Jeffries, quite acceptable. You need to increase your water intake and consider adding some pineapple juice, but quite acceptable. You mean, if I take the job, I said with some cheek. Monday, 0900, she said, apparently ignoring my statement. It had been frivolous after all. Will you tell me what Tilly told you? I asked. As she dressed she answered me very offhandedly. I contacted her, had her sign an NDA, then paid her a large amount of cash to characterize you as a lover. I followed her lead and began dressing. To be precise, I did not ask, what did you ask her, but rather what she told you. She kissed me, then smiled, so very much the right choice, and she patted my cheek, when you pay people up front they may tell you nothing, but they never lie. She gushed on about you, which is something you should look into, before she paused, then said quite steadily, eager, pleasing, vigorous, energetic, trainable, she paused for effect, and very good. Why, is he available? Her look said, that's precisely the word she used. And the last thing she said before I thanked her was, you snap him up. I didn't have anything to say to that except that I might have to look Tilly up soon. Ms. Olson adjusted her skirt and donned her top before picking up her jacket. As you might expect, Mr. Jeffries, we have policies and procedures. She winked at me, then took a pamphlet from the desk and handed it to me as she sat on the desk in front of me again. That contains everything you need to know. Please commit it to memory by Monday. I took the pamphlet and she said, one other thing, you can play up the fantasy element. Fantasy element? I asked. She smiled, a brilliant expression on her face. You are the hunk of a package delivery man. The building super who always has just dot the dot right. Tool. You are the plumber showing up when the poor lady of the house doesn't have the money to pay. She pulled me in for a hug and whispered in my ear, dress the part and keep these women happy. She kissed me hard after that speech, a furious and inspired attack on my lips and tongue. I was almost ready to go again when she stopped and pushed me back. After I finished dressing as she watched me, she looped her arm through mine and escorted me out of the building. I'll start you off at 3. See you Monday at 0900 for orientation. There was the 24-hour time again. 3? Or 9? I said, a bit confused. As she pushed me out the door she winked at me and said, servicing three of the staff per day, starting at 0900. I don't remember the drive home as all I did was replay the afternoon in my mind and smile like an idiot. Well, a happy, grinning idiot. I was looking forward to some weekend reading and a little uniform shopping before starting work on Monday. Friday evening after the interview went by in a blur, or more of a daze I guess. After a couple of hours staring at the ceiling wondering if I was still in the same reality, I realized the truth, my reality had, in fact, changed. Picking up the booklet given to me by the HR rep, Ms. Olson, I took a deep breath and started to read. 
Some of the material was plain, for example, requirements for my workout regimen, typically working hours, parking, security procedures, and general responsibilities akin to those of a building manager. However, as I expected, other parts were anything but plain. The provider of building services, PBS, is responsible for meeting the sexual needs of the female staff of Fox Inc. according to rules, procedures, and customs identified herein. Every day a certain number, controlled by HR, of randomly selected women have access to the PBS spaces via keycard. While more than one woman may be in the spaces at a time, the doors will only permit access to women on the services roster for that day. I wondered who, if anyone, checked up on this in practice. Limiting access helped with privacy to some extent, but someone had to know. Most likely security, but I supposed you have to trust someone. I read on. Unless expressly permitted by additional guidance, example special circumstances, the PBS shall provide services described herein strictly within the confines of the PBS spaces. One particularly interesting section was about staff key cards. Usage of one card was something that probably should have been moved to my security indoc. A set of trigraphs on the front of the badge indicated clearances, and these were to be matched with door-mounted placards prior to attempting entry to a secure space. Attempting access to an unauthorized space was a security violation. A second key card had a completely different set of trigraphs. As there are situations in which the PBS may find himself engaging in an act with a staff member without prior discussion, trigraphs on the reverse indicate acceptable acts without prior agreement. Wow, I stopped reading and mused about how that situation might, er, arise. I flipped to the back of the booklet and read over some of the codes. They were numerous, and included VSX, ASX, OSX, FOX. These stood for, as you might have guessed, vaginal sex, anal, oral and philatrix, sort of. There were a couple dozen of these, catering to most sexual acts I'd either done or thought of. I supposed I had better keep the decoder ring nearby for the first few weeks to be sure I didn't misstep. Then there were some modifiers, such as when servicing staff members wearing blue or black lipstick, ejaculation, should it take place, is to be inside the woman's mouth. What a place to go to work! The PBS shall shower after each encounter and log in his work calendar when complete. This is so the next woman desiring to take advantage of the service has a good idea of when to show up after a sufficient rest period. I wondered how the duration of my rest period was to be determined, then I shrugged something to worry about later special circumstances from time to time there may be modifications to these rules put forward for specific periods of time the terms and conditions of these events will be published ahead of time so as to prevent confusion as an example quarterly a free use day event is held on such days subject to the specific terms of the day the pbs may make sexual use of any staff member wearing a blue or black dress or skirt without prior agreement this may occur at any time in any part of the building. The PBS alone is responsible for ensuring no embarrassment befalls Fox Incorporated as a result. For example, it would not be appropriate to engage a staff member in intercourse or have her perform filatio while visible on a conference call with persons outside of the firm. As if things could not get any stranger, here I was reading about how my new place of work had days with sex on demand for myself as well. Once again, wow. Weekends. 
In the unusual event that staff are scheduled to work hours in the office on a weekend or holiday, the PBS will be paid on an exponential scale according to how many staff are serviced during the time. There are no access limits during these times. In general, the PBS should expect from three to six visits per day. If the PBS is unable to provide service on request, this will be logged and the staff member provided a rain check. Repeated inability to provide service may be grounds for termination. Based on past history, the PBS is discouraged from personal sexual relationships as well as masturbation on days prior to work, aka school lights. Having finished most of the reading, the thought of rubbing one out did cross my mind. However, I decided to take a pause and look forward to Monday. Besides, there were things I needed to take care of. For one, I needed a place to live now that I had a job. I scoured some real estate sites and made some appointments for weekend viewings. It was time to leave my parents, though at least I'd still be living nearby. For another, I needed appropriate attire for work as described by Ms. Olson. I searched for uniform retailers and identified several in town. I also still had my submarine coveralls, which had the advantages of comfort and ease of access. I figured my underwear selection needed a boost as well, so some department stores got added to the list. After night's sleep punctuated by reliving my encounter with Ms. Olson, my Saturday was filled with visits to apartments, I didn't have enough stuff to warrant a whole house, and stops at uniform suppliers. On the second try I found exactly what I was looking for, a wide variety of uniforms, and custom made at that. The staff took my measurements before having me page through their online catalog of uniforms. Auto repair shops, custodial staff, HVAC companies, plumbing companies, and even a couple security companies. If they thought it strange I was ordering all kinds of different clothes, they didn't say anything about it. And though I was eager to tell someone of my good fortune, I did not. I did, however, tell them of my need to have at least one available on Monday, one on Tuesday, and the rest soon after. And with appropriate name badges, which were just random mail names instead of mine alone. Although it would cost 50% more, they said they could deliver. It wasn't until Sunday afternoon that the perfect apartment crossed my path. The building was a new mixed development, with reasonably spacious apartments in the floors over retail stores and restaurants. Best of all it was located only a couple miles from Fox Incorporated. There were a couple of furnished units and I could move in at once. I called my dad and told him I'd stop by in a couple of days, but that I was moving to an apartment across town. My parents were out of town on vacation, and I didn't want to surprise them when they came home and found me gone. I drove my small amount of belongings across town, signed the paperwork, provided my deposits, received my keys and moved in. My first uniform, that of an HVAC tech from a local company, arrived Sunday in the late afternoon. It fit perfectly and sported the name Joe on the tag. Early Monday morning I went for a run and had some breakfast before heading to Fox Incorporated. There was no way I was going to be late, let alone on my first day, and I arrived a good 30 minutes early. Unlike late Friday afternoon, the parking complex was quite full. Upon entering I noticed the assigned spots, only there was a new sign. It read T. Jeffries, PBS. I parked there, and rather than sit in the car until 0900, and I went on into the building. Again, unlike Friday afternoon, the reception desk was manned. Well, that's not actually correct. 
A young woman, who could not have been more than 19, sat attentively behind the desk. She was looking right at me when I came through the doors. She stood at once and came around the desk, hand extended. Hello, she paused and looked at my name badge with some confusion, are you the new PBS, Joe? I shook her hand and nodded, my blue-gray uniform appearing to be on point. I said, in the flesh. To my surprise, she blushed, but did not say anything else. I continued, I'm afraid I don't know the first thing I'm supposed to do. Do you have any ideas? Or maybe, Ms. Olson? She shook her head and smiled, forgive me. I'm Allie. And yes, I do have the plan for your first day. If you will follow me? She then turned and took me down the same path I had taken on Friday. Entering what I figured was now my office, she said, please take a seat and I'll let security know you are here. I nodded, then did as she asked. Sitting down I opened up the small fridge behind the desk and found several bottles of water, Coke Zero, Diet Mountain Dew and pineapple juice. I was once again impressed at their knowledge of things that would not be documented anywhere, namely my choice of low-calorie drinks. Then I smiled when I thought back to Ms. Olson's comment about pineapple juice. I took one and opened it. No sooner had I done that when the door opened and a woman, guessing in her late 20s, entered the room. She was average height, somewhere less than five and a half feet, slim build, with dark brown hair and eyes. She was wearing a black shirt and slacks and the badge around her neck identified her as Susan Moss, site security. Her face was angular and sharp, maybe indicating some Native American heritage. She was quite good looking. The look in her eyes was, well, hungry. I stood and extended a hand. She read my name tag and said, Joe? I didn't think that was your name. She shook my hand with a firm grip, then shrugged. I'll need a photo ID before generating your badge. I nodded and pulled out my wallet, handing her my very new Florida driver's license. She then sat her backpack on the table and withdrew a device which she plugged into one of the computer's USB ports. Then she surprised me, though she shouldn't have. If you don't mind taking a seat, she said. I nodded and sat down, still not having said a word since the receptionist. And then she surprised me by sitting down on my lap as she logged into the system and started work. Thinking it was a good idea, I put my hands on her hips. I was sure it was only going to be seconds before she felt me start to harden against her ass. As she scanned my ID and continued to work through pages she wiggled her ass against my growing erection and said, one of the best things about security is that I'm always the first stop for the new guy. First stop? I said. He speaks, she said. Yes. There's some 40 of us here, and that could mean two to three weeks before everyone gets to, well, try you out. She wiggled again, and now I was at full mast. But not security, got to get you badged straight away. Her fingers typed at a furious pace and then there was a pause. She handed me her badges over her shoulder. I assume you read the book? I was a nuclear-trained operator, so when I'm told to read a book you can bet I did. She laughed. Then I'll just say, your choice, though I do need to keep an eye on this process for the next 10 to 15 minutes. She looked over her shoulder, then stood and bent over the desk. Looking at the badge I read a number of trigraphs. Fortunately, the meaning of a few of them came to quickly, BST, 
breast squeezing and kneading, CIP, come and cunt, and OSX, my providing oral sex. However, given her current position, I decided straight up sex was what she was most likely interested in. Standing up, I reached around and started to unbutton her shirt as I ground my hips into her ass. I was sure she could feel my hardness as I did so. A few moments later her shirt was open and I unhooked her bra, freeing her nicely sized breasts for my grasp. I spent some time fondling her before nuzzling her neck and sucking on an earlobe. She purred, though she kept her arms on the table, striking a key every now and then as the status bar very slowly worked its way up from 0%. Reluctantly leaving her very taut nipples, I unbuckled her belt, then unfastened and unzipped her slacks before pushing them and her underwear down to her knees. One of my hands returned to her lovely breasts as the other reached down between her legs. Her hair felt groomed, but not shaved, and her cunt was wet. I groaned in her ear, ready for me already? I've been ready since I got here at 8 this morning. As she finished that sentence my fingers spread her apart and I pushed myself into her fully in a slow, pleasurable stroke. Leaving her breast again I turned her face toward me. Sorry, I didn't remember if you were wearing lipstick. She smiled, then turned back to the computer. I'm not, Joe, because I really enjoy it when a man starts to lose control inside me. Gets me off every time. By this point I had started to fuck her quite soundly. From her words I figured she wasn't so much into a slow tryst as much as a galloping fuck. I did my best to oblige her. The whole while I was pounding her warm, wet and pliant cunt, she continued to monitor the status of the computer, even typing every now and then even as I repeatedly sheathed myself inside her. Though not talking to me, she was moaning and her breathing was quickening. My hands full of her breasts, I held myself within her completely and paused my hips. She brushed her hair out of her face and looked at me over her shoulder. I'm ready to finish whenever you are ready to come in my cunt, Joe, said hoarsely. Still looking at me I reached up and held her chin so I could kiss her even as I pulled back and gave her another deep stroke. She moaned heavily into my mouth, and I did it again. Breaking the kiss she said in a husky voice, fuck me, please. Not having any intention of making her wait, I placed both hands on her hips and adjusted my position for the final stretch. As I did, and kept fucking her, she said, the badge is printing. Holding her in place I quickly accelerated my pace and knew that I would come soon. My pace picked up and I was sure she could tell. Damn you feel good. I'm going to come soon, I grunted as I fucked her, quickly losing control of my movements. She could tell. Fuck me Joe, she barked, let go and come inside me. As my hips got a bit more frantic she moaned loudly, um, I'm coming. As her breath caught and she clenched around me, I felt myself peak as well, coming. I grunted, and then bucked into her uncontrollably as I started to fill her cunt. The wonderful feeling went on for a good while, and the whole time she rewarded my efforts with a wonderful moan and yes sounds. I sat down, holding her to me such that I was still deep inside, as I started to soften. She typed in a few more things to the machine, then pulled her card and turned her head to me, kissing me firmly and thoroughly. I'll be back with your badge in a few minutes or so, she said, then gave me another satisfied lover's kiss before she stood and I slipped out of her. I watched as she dressed and strode out of the room before I duck walked to the door that led to my own restroom and shower. After refreshing myself I sat down and waited for Susan to return. 
To my surprise, Ms. Olsen came through the door. It was not lost on me that once again she was wearing dark blue lipstick. She licked those lips and gave me an appraising look. Very nice, Joe. Where did you get the uniform? I told her the story of the uniform shop and she smiled. Well done, but you'll need to expense that to the firm of course. Have Cindy show you how when she sets up your account later. As I nodded, Susan came through the door, twirling a badge around a finger. She stopped when she saw Ms. Olson. Just stopping by to deliver his badge, the security lady said. Ms. Olson raised an eyebrow, then smirked. And security's appraisal of our new building services provider? Susan handed me my badge and turned to the somewhat officious acting HR rep, happy to report fulfilled and filled, she winked at me, and in that order. Ms. Olson nodded, and Susan flashed me a smile on her way out the door. Ms. Olson sat on my desk and smiled at me. Off to a good start. Very nice, she said. Then she unbuttoned her jacket, parted it, and lifted her once again sheer blouse to bare her breasts to me. I wish I could enjoy you now, but the doctor has you next. I took her breasts in my hands firmly squeezing them and quickly latching onto a nipple and lightly biting down. She moaned in approval and after a few moments I switched to the other while continuing to pinch the first. She stroked the back of my head, holding me to her breast as I repeated the move again. Then she pushed me back and kissed me hard, her firm nipples pressing into me. She reached down and felt my stiffening cock through my trousers. Mr. Jeffries, although I have you started at three, would you be opposed to my visiting you when you are finished with it? I pulled her to me and gave her another kiss, my hands still pinching her nipples and squeezing her wonderful tits. It does seem appropriate to check in with my hiring manager at the end of my first day, I said. She nudged me away and then straightened her clothes, also checking her makeup in the mirror and wiping a bit of lipstick off my lips. Very good Mr. Jeffries. I'll check back at the end of the day. She turned to go, then said over her shoulder, by the way, Ms. Jenkins is quite particular. Ms. Jenkins? I asked. Our on-site physician, she winked at me, she is here several days a month, and when she is she is considered a member of the firm. I smiled, of course she is. We offer comprehensive medical insurance, and quality medical care starts with full knowledge of a patient's history. She put her hand on the door handle, and a complete physical, of course. Of course, I said quietly. As she put her hand on the door handle she looked back at me, by the way, I suppose Shaggy and Velma were before your time? Excuse me? I said. Spend a little time on Google so you'll know what I'm talking about, she said, then winked and left the room. Sure, I said to no one in particular. In the next 20 minutes I downed a bottle of water and another bottle of pineapple juice. There were some binders on the shelves and I removed one named Overview and sat down to browse through it. The binder contained a table of contents and what looked like dozens of plastic, sleeved schematics and pages of text. I leafed through descriptions of electrical and plumbing systems, reports on past contractor performance, information on current custodial staff, specifications of the food preparation equipment and all of the building safety systems. The Byzantine floor layouts were also included, complete with labeled diagrams of the various security systems and door access points. Power supplies for these were indicated, along with fail-safe conditions and emergency criteria. 
Searching for something that could be a physician's office or a nurse's station, there was an office located on this very floor labeled medical. Examining the map I was able to figure out how I could get there from my current location, provided of course my key card worked. It was at this time that I noticed there were a number of tried graphs on the reverse of my badge. Some of them were familiar, others I would need to consult the book to decipher. At 10.30 my office door opened and a woman leaned in and looked at me. Mr. Jeffries? I nodded and stood. She strode over to me and extended a hand and said, Angela Jenkins, nurse practitioner. I shook her hand, Tom Jeffries. She looked at my quizzically, I know. Please follow me. I was a bit taken aback by her actions, but said nothing. I followed her out the door, past the receptionist and through another door. This led to a very small room with two chairs and a small table. On the table was a clipboard with what looked to be several pieces of paper. She gestured to one of the chairs and said, please take a seat. She waited for me to do so, and then she added, I want to be very clear and honest with you, Mr. Jeffries. This exam will include some rather blatantly sexual portions. While I don't believe that is a surprise, I am willing to let you know ahead of time in each case. To my surprise, I found that aspect particularly exciting. I replied using a tone I hoped was similar to her somewhat formal one, I would appreciate it if you did so. She smiled broadly, very good then. I'll be sure to. Now, please review the materials as they describe the procedures we will cover today, and then complete the medical history questionnaire as best you can. Please knock on the door when you are ready. This odd introduction ended, she walked out of the room. It was only then that I reflected on what she looked like. Dark brown hair, a curvy figure, just a bit shorter than myself, with a brilliant smile, aquiline features, and perhaps the most intense eyes I had ever encountered. Her hair was in a tight bun, her light pink dress one that buttoned down the front. I picked up the clipboard, shaking my head at the rather insane working conditions I found myself in. A path to something even more odd wasn't possible, or so I thought until I started to read the medical exam description. It was only a bulleted list. The first several things were obvious and expected, vital signs, blood samples, urine samples, review of medical history, immunization status, and more things I expected. And then came the rest of the list, 100% visual survey of skin for unusual moles, lesions, etc., testicular cancer examination, prostate exam, sexual function test and sperm sample. Yes, I was a bit surprised, but mostly by this time, the surprise was limited to how does she plan to do this. The medical history was typical and required little more than a lot of short answers and box checking. I knocked on the door 15 minutes later. To be continued. By PTMC Pilot for Literatica. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found pleasure and inspiration. Come back tomorrow as we continue to bring you more explicit romance tales and subscribe to our podcast feeds in your mobile devices to access our entire library of hundreds of daily episodes. Happy dreams.